0: Welcome to the Single Greatest Choice podcast, where single women find support, empowerment, information, and inspiration around the topics of singleness, fertility, motherhood, and mindset. I'm your host, Katie B., and I'm thrilled to be back to share more stories of women like you and me who are navigating these choices, along with interviews with experts in the fields of fertility preservation, coaching, and psychology. Whether you're just starting to question what to do about your finite fertility or whether you're ready to make the leap into solo motherhood by choice, I hope these conversations will help you to feel more supported and confident along the way. Because whatever you decide to do with these years could be the single greatest choice you'll ever make. And you don't have to make it alone. I want to start this episode with a few quick announcements, and then I'm going to jump into some really great resources to share with you. So the first announcement is about the retreat. You've probably heard about it, the single greatest choice yoga and coaching retreat. It's taking place in El Cuyo, Mexico. It's June 28th to July 2nd. It's about half booked right now, but there's still space available. So if you're interested, please reach out soon, even if you're not certain, but you just want more info or you just want to kind of get on my radar. I will keep you posted and kind of let you know when we're getting down to just you know, a couple spots left and check in with you. This is a very small and intimate retreat. We will get to know each other really well. We're going to have some Zoom calls ahead of time so that we feel like we know each other going into the retreat. So let me know as soon as possible, just so I can keep you posted as things progress. And if you want more information, it's www.singlegreatestchoice.com retreats. Would love to have you there. The next thing I wanted to tell you about is Get Unstuck Week. I am super excited about this. This is the first time I've ever offered this type of opportunity to work with me in a one-on-one situation for just one session. So if you have one area that is just feeling kind of stuck or reoccurring thoughts, things that you're kind of hung up on, and you just want a little bit of support with coaching, I have availability during the day, March 13th through 17th. So I opened up the calendar. It's getting pretty full, so I probably will only take another maybe two uh, sessions, and then I'll close it out just so I'm not too, too busy that week. But for the first time, you'll be able to book a one-on-one session that's not part of a package, and I'm offering this at a really discounted rate because my son is going to be in daycare. So normally when I'm coaching in the evening, I'm having to pay for childcare while I'm coaching. So I have to kind of offset that cost. So since my childcare is already paid for, you guys are reaping the benefit of that. And you're getting to take part in the coaching for a very discounted rate of $55 an hour. So if you want to find out more about that, it's www.singlegreatestchoice.com slash coaching. And I'll put all of this in the show notes as well. And then the last thing is that I have another community group coming up. These have been such an incredible experience it's a great way to get to know other women who are on the same path as you considering solo motherhood trying to conceive pregnant even already parenting anywhere along that spectrum even if you're not 100 that this is the choice for you actually especially if you're not sure um, this would be a great way to talk through some of the thoughts and feelings that you're having along the way so the next community group starts march 23rd That's a Thursday. And so we'll meet on Thursday evenings from 7 to 8.30 p.m. Central. So make sure you adjust that for your time zone. Thursday evenings from March 23rd to April 27th. And right now that group has about six spots left, maybe five. So if you're interested in that, please let me know as soon as possible. And there will be another group probably starting Wednesday evenings in April. I don't have that on the website quite yet, but I'll get it there soon. So if Thursdays don't work for you, Or if you're looking for something a little further down the road, there will be another opportunity. But if you want to get in on the next group, there is room for you and it starts March 23rd. So check out the website for that as well. So the episode today is something a little bit different than what I typically do. There is going to be an interview. One of the authors that I'm going to talk about is going to um, share her story with us and a little bit about her book. But today I just wanted to tell you guys about a few of the resources that have been really helpful for me. As my child is getting to an age where we're starting to kind of talk about things and he's not quite too, he doesn't fully understand his story, but for me, it's really important to start sharing it with him early and often and kind of practicing for myself so that I'm feeling less awkward and I'm kind of figuring out what word choices feel most comfortable for me so that he never remembers this big reveal of Like, oh my gosh, I have a donor. What is a donor? Where did I come from? I just want it to be a really natural part of his story in the same way that he has a dog and a grandpa and he loves sea creatures. You know, it's just part of his little self and his life. I just want him to always grow up knowing his story of being donor conceived. And so I wanted to share with you two different children's books that have been written by women who are part of the donor conception community. So the first one I wanted to talk about is the book, My Perfect Family by Alicia Burns. And Alicia has actually been a guest on this podcast. So if you go back to season one, episode 14, she is the incredible solo mama that we talked to the day that she was going into the hospital to be induced. And then we caught up with her. I think it was about six weeks later and kind of heard about her birth story and how things were going for her. And I hope that you follow Alicia. She's no need for Prince Charming on Instagram. And she just shares such a wealth of information and just real life, what it's like in the trenches as a solo mom. And um, she's gorgeous and creative and honest and funny and real and just a wonderful person to follow. And I truly count her as a friend in this community. She is in Australia, so it's been fun to connect all around the world with different women in this solo mom community. And so Alicia has written a book, and it's called My Perfect Family. It's a children's book, and it's not specifically about donor conception. And that's actually one of the things that I really love about it. It's about all different family structures. So it talks about blended families, multi-generational families, same-sex parents, adoption, foster care, surrogacy. And so it includes a single mother by choice, but that's just one of the many types of families that's represented in there. So I love that it, normalizes my son's family along this kind of rainbow of different ways that families are put together so it just makes it really real for him when we're talking about families look all different ways to see all of these different ways that families look and i love that alicia has created this resource to talk with our children about unique families so you can actually find my perfect family on amazon anywhere in the world If you're anywhere other than Australia, it's the paperback version that is available on Amazon. And then if you're in Australia or if you want to pay international shipping, she does have a hardback version that is gorgeous that you can order straight through her website. And that's www.myperfectfamilybook.com. And I'll put all of this in the show notes as well. And if you are in my single greatest choice community, if you've participated in one of the community groups before and you're in my online community, you know that I raffled off a copy of this book. In the community as kind of a challenge that we did around Valentine's Day and it's just a really really wonderful book to have on yourself and something to share with your child either the child that you already have or the future child that you're planning for. So the next book I wanted to share with you is called The Journey to You and it's by Natalie Hart. The Journey to You is a story that is just so beautifully illustrated it rhymes and it just feels like a real true literature instead of some of the books in in spaces like this where they're kind of designed to explain certain things they're just a little bit clunky but this one is gorgeous like it just feels it reads like real real literature so i love this book And I actually have for you today an interview with Nat that I did several months ago. I had some technical difficulties with getting it edited and getting the sound where you could actually hear what she was saying, but I'm going to share that interview with you in just a few minutes. I also wanted to share two other resources that aren't specifically solo mom or donor conception resources, but just things that are part of my own personal library for my son that have just been really special and one of those is a series of books they're written by Nicola Edwards and illustrated by Natalie Marshall you can find them on Amazon or wherever you buy books these books are children's board books and they're a series that's called you're my little so you're my little bookworm you're my little lucky charm you're my little love bug you're my little pumpkin pie you're my little firecracker those are just some examples there's a book pretty much for every holiday that you can think of and what I like about them, they rhyme, and they're just kind of sweet little books, but every page is an illustration of a child. Some are inanimate objects, some are animals, but it's it's like a young version of whatever the character is, and then on the following page, it will be that young version plus an adult version. And so it kind of appears to be families that are like just a parent and a child, to me kind of visually represents a solo parent family. And so when Miles was really little, before he really was interested in hearing the actual words of the story, he liked to just go through and say like, a deer, a deer and his mama, a snowman, a snowman and his mama. And we just kind of went page by page and pointed out the babies and the mamas. And he just um, really liked that and still does. And now we actually read the stories. But I just think those are super sweet books, really affordable And I think there are maybe like 10 or 12 of them. I think we have them all. So those are wonderful. And then the last thing that I wanted to share is a service called Pinhole Press, P-I-N-H-O-L-E press.com. And this is one of those places where you can go and create your own book. And so what I really like about Pinhole Press, and I'm sure there are other companies that do this. They have a feature where you can create a board book. So they're really durable, they're like nice quality, they're spiral bound, and they really have stood the test of time with my toddler. So that is a great thing because, you know, initially I thought about creating a book for him on like Shutterfly or mixed books. And those places may have board books. I haven't really looked, it's been a couple years, but I like that these are books that he that aren't like fragile and precious that he can actually carry around with him. So One of the ways that I've used Pinhole Press is with my donor sibling group, we have annually at this point, we did it last year and then we just did it again for this year. Everyone in our donor sibling group who's in touch and wants to be connected submitted current photos of their kiddos and we created a board book that is just on each page The child's name and then a current photo of them. And then the next page, another child and their name and a photo of them. And that way, our donor sibling group can grow up sort of learning one another's names and faces and just kind of knowing about each other, even if they're not, you know, really connected in any other way yet. It's just kind of building that awareness. And it gives me the opportunity to talk with my son about what that means to be a donor sibling and who these people are and how they're connected to us. And so that's been really special. So one person in our group kind of takes the lead on creating the book and then everybody can go in and order it on their own dime and like get it shipped to their own home or they can edit it if they want to. So that is really cool. And eventually I do want to make Miles a book that also includes information about his donor I think it's great for so many different things. Like we're about to start a new school and I think it would be so great to create a little board book that is, you know, photos of his school and his teachers and his friends. And just anytime you're trying to kind of acclimate and normalize something in your child's life, like I may end up making one for a potty training or, you know, different things like that. So it's just a really great resource and they often offer discount codes. So I don't have one They're, I'm not like sponsored or anything like that, but You can go to pinholepress.com and almost always they're running a special, or you can get on their email list to get a discount there. So all that was a lot of info, but I hope it was helpful. And from here, we're going to hop into an interview with Nat Hart. She is the author of The Journey to You. I am here today with Natalie Hart. Nat is an author of a donor conceived children's book. Do you want to tell us the title of your book and a little bit more about the book itself? Yeah, sure.
1: So there are three books in the collection. The Journey to You is the main title. And then there is an egg donation story, which is for couples that have used donor egg. And I have also written and published this year, A Single Mum by Choice. So that's for women who use their own eggs, but use donor sperm and a double donor story. And that is for women that use both donor eggs and donor sperm to have their family. So they're children's rhyming books aimed for The very first conversation that you're trying to have with your child probably up until five or six years of age
0: that is amazing and that's exactly why i wanted to have you here because this is one of the big kind of stumbling blocks i think for women as they're considering this path how do i talk to my child what will i tell my child for you know my audience is mostly single mothers by choice So this is a path of any donor conception is a path that you don't accidentally donor conceive the way that you might accidentally become pregnant with a partner. And so there's a lot of thought that goes into it. You know, women try to imagine the conversation with their child And it feels overwhelming because it's not what they experienced growing up and it's not what their friends are doing. And so I'm just so, so thankful for you and and other people like you that are out in this space, creating resources. I love that when people say, well, how do I talk to my child? I can say, oh, here, have you seen this book? This is one of the resources that you can use. So I'm so excited to have you here to talk with the audience about the story that you wrote and why you wrote it. We'll just start with your story, how, how you came into this space personally.
1: So I met my partner later in life. So we, I met Glenn when I was 40. And so after the first year of dating, we'd already moved in and we had decided to have family. So I came off the pill in December 2015. And by March or April, I was waiting for my period. I think I had one period and then there was a big delay. And then I was sitting on the floor in our apartment and I was just doing some life admin And I just had this hot flush and it was bang all over my body from head to toe. And then it disappeared like so quickly. And I just, I knew right then we are in trouble. So I went straight to the doctors, um, had some blood tests and they come back and they said, you're perimenopausal. And I was just like, oh
0: shit. You know, we're trying to have
1: a family. How does this work? And anyway, so I got a referral to a facility specialist here. I had AMH levels done and I had less than 1% of my eggs left. So the pill had been pretty much masking my symptoms probably for years because I knew as I was getting older, maybe from mid-30s, that my periods were getting lighter and lighter, like I wasn't having, you know, that kind of four or five-day long periods. So the pill had masked those symptoms for years. I've probably been in menopause or perimenopause years before I was 40. So the next step, so I was already talking to the fertility specialist. They just said, look, we need to do IVF. and We need to do it now. But my FSH levels were so high, so I had to wait for them to come down. So it was just a month on trisequins. And then I did two canceled cycles. So I was on like the full dose of whatever I could take mm-hmm. for eggs to mature. So I did one cycle, went in and had my first scan. There were no follicles. My lining was nothing. So they canceled that cycle. And then I waited another month and then I had another cycle. And after that, you know, they were frank with me. They just said, look, we're going to allow you to do the cycles because a lot of fertility clinics would probably say no with less than one percent she said but I'm going to do it so that it will remove the what if there will never be a what if
0: Mm. we tried Mm. it didn't
1: work after the second cycle she said look you can do a third but I knew I was like I'm not I'm not wasting any more money she said really your only next step is donor eggs and then yeah I I grieved because you know I, I knew about donor eggs I didn't know a lot I had my best friend's brother and his wife had been to South Africa and done donor eggs. So I knew a little bit about it and I guess it was just getting my head around that process and also making sure that, you know, my fiance was also on board with that because he kind of struggled as well. Mm -hmm. So I just took six months off, kind of regrouped. We went away and then we decided, yes, we're going to go and explore that option. And and that's where, you know, you can either time find a donor here in Australia, that's very difficult unless you know someone or, Go overseas, and they recommended the a clinic in South Africa to go to. You know, I was very thankful, and especially now when I reflect that as hard as it was getting menopause or perimenopausal, really thankful that it was perimenopause and not crappy eggs because I was not on that IVF train I yes. see in Facebook groups now. I'm also now because I'm six years into my, not only my own journey of, you know, helping and supporting women on their journey and seeing in faithful groups, women on that horrific IVF train, you know, yes. 43, 44. And listen, we know eggs decline at 35. Like why are you doing this to yourself? And, mm-hmm. and I know there's a lot of other mental and emotional challenges, you know, well, I love my baby. Is it mine? Is, you know, am I just a surrogate? I get all of that, but from a financial perspective and a mental aspect I saved myself a lot of grief. I'm a realist less than 1% left. It doesn't matter how much money I have. (laughs) It was never going to work.
0: Right. Were there any things that you did as you were sort of wrapping your mind around, okay, I'm going to do this. I will use donor eggs. What did you do to take care of yourself emotionally? How did you get through that stage of grieving and kind of accepting this new narrative?
1: I had a few friends that had done IVF. So, you know, obviously support from them as well. For me, I'm all about education. So I just threw myself into Google, found some Facebook groups and then in those Facebook groups found a connection of women here in Victoria and organized a meetup. So that was, I guess, the first thing. I just surround myself with other women on the same journey. So November, 2016, we decided we were going to South Africa and we were going in April, 2017. So between those six months, I started organizing catch-ups here in Melbourne, so connecting with other women, and that was really helpful because we were all on the same path. A lot of us were all going to the same clinic. We all had the same fertility specialist. They really became my support network. Mentally, I, I had accepted a whole own egg was not an option. I guess, unlike other women, I didn't think about it too much. Oh, am I going to bond with my baby or this baby isn't mine mm-hmm. because I know myself as a person, I'm a... I'm a nurturer. I love looking after people and Mm I love loving people. So there was no way in my mind was I never not going to love my baby. Right. My own DNA or not my DNA. Like that was just never going to happen with the type of person that I am. You know, I just love him so much. I never think that he's not mine. I never, I just don't have any of those thoughts that I know a lot of women have which are totally natural and normal to have. I just don't ever think so. Mm-hmm.
0: Of... My son is almost 18 months. And when you're that close, you're rocking them. You're wiping their nose. You're giving them baths. You're uh, mommy, 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 mommy. It's very hard to imagine how anyone would not feel like they're yours.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Like he will wake up in the morning. And the first thing he says to me is I love you, mama. I mean, I am so grateful that we have access to this science because before I met my partner, I kind of had accepted that potentially I was never going to have children, even Mm. though my friends are like, Nat, you are the biggest nurturer. We know you were born to have babies. So yeah, I'm just so thankful. And I think that's why I want to give back so much, why I've written my books to help women have that conversation and to not be scared because you know, motherhood is the most amazing experience and it's so cliche. Your days start earlier and your nights can be interrupted with child getting out of bed and whatever, but it's just so rewarding. Like, mm-hmm. it's just Nothing mm-hmm. nothing gives back to you like a child and being a
0: mother. I absolutely agree. So you, you are at the one year anniversary of your book yes. and your son is four and a half When did you start thinking about the book? Why did you start thinking about the book? In 2020, we were obviously
1: in lockdown with with COVID here in Melbourne. and We were in a lot of lockdowns. I started researching about books and I did buy a couple from Amazon. And every book I got, I was just so disappointed. I love writing books for me. They're very simple and easy to read for kids. And I just was like, this is crazy. First of all, there were no Australian authors in this space. I'm like, that is ridiculous. And being now almost 18 months, two years into the community and thinking, right, I know a lot of women. So if these women are buying these books, potentially they're having the same feelings that I am when they get that book and they open up and they read it. So I was like, there's no books aimed for really young kids here in Australia. Like I know there's a couple of US, but obviously that grammar is very different to, to us here in Australia. So I basically wrote a poem. I was like, oh, it can't be that difficult. I'll just write something. So I kind of write a bit of a poem. I send it to a few friends and they were like, Nat, where did you get this from? Where did you buy this? I was like, oh, no, I didn't buy it. I wrote it. And they were like, oh, you should totally publish this. I was like, really? They're like, yes. And then I just kind of sent it to more people and more people were coming back to me saying, Nat, this is perfect. So then I just kind of went down a rabbit hole of learning about self-publishing and how all of that process works so I got obviously a rhyming editor to help me with the meter so that the rhyme is is perfect and then I was looking for an illustrator so that probably took the longest part that took six months and then I ended up finding Jess on Instagram and then yeah basically just put all of that together so that kind of took 12 months so I didn't I'd launched the first pre-sale in September 2021 And then I've had a lot of success with that book. But then I know a lot of single mums. There is no book for women that have used donor egg and donor sperm. um, And I know a lot of single mums by choice. So that was the next book. And it was easy because I could just remove the man from the picture. And then, you know, people are now saying, oh, hey, you know, we'd like some other books like for donated embryos. I haven't done that. There's no book in this space for women of color. Like it's just Mm -hmm. crazy.
0: Yeah, Um, there's so many directions you could go. Listeners, at this point in our conversation, my son woke up, and he was pretty fussy and inconsolable, and it took me a while to get him settled, and then when we came back, Nat was so gracious to read us her beautiful book, so that is what we have next, The Journey to You by Natalie Hart.
1: Let's hear a great story about you and me and how you've extended our family tree. A long time ago, long before you were here, I was patiently waiting for something so dear, My life was quite happy, but that wasn't all, as something was missing, a baby so small. Outside I would sit and dream of kids roaring, but all I could hear was my puppy dog snoring. I knew that I wanted to be your sweet mummy, but I needed some help so you'd grow in my tummy. No way would I ever give up on my dream, but I knew to have you, I would need the right team. I went to the doctor and patiently waited to see how a baby could soon be created. She checked me for hours, then she said with delight, you've got plenty of eggs and these eggs look all right. She further explained for my dream to come true, a donor was needed to help me have you. There was one special seed or just where could it be? It was urgently needed to make you for me. The seed was donated by one special man who played such a critical part in my plan. So mummy was happy, felt blessed as could be. My dream had come true for our family tree. I went back to the dock with my present in tow. I sat and I waited to see if you'd grow. You grew my tummy, you kicked and you wriggled. Oh, how you got bigger and how I giggled. The months quickly passed and you came to be here. We all were excited and let out a cheer. This kind act has made our family complete. Thanks to him I have you now, so kind and so sweet. The donor who helped me, I'll never forget. I know just for sure you're the greatest gift yet. That is the story how you came to be the most treasured part of our family tree.
0: Okay, so that made me cry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is
0: beautiful. And you yes. are so right. It's so much better than all the other <laughs> the books out there. <laughs> I no don't it. Yeah, Bi- no, yeah, no offense <laughs> if any of those authors are listening, but you're right. We needed a writing <laughs> book. We needed a book that felt like a children's book and not like an yeah. awkward explanation of something Mm -hmm. that I love that it's so child-friendly while also being sort of respectfully accurate to the story and Mm -hmm. and not you know there are a lot of like analogies where we're talking about seeds and growing and plants and trees and all like and then all of a sudden it's like you grew a plant in your belly no wait, 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 hold on hold on let's go back to that <laughs> you know like people go too far with the analogies and then it just gets confusing and I think that yeah. the story and the pictures and the rhyme like it's all just so beautiful and so clear and yeah. I can totally imagine reading that to my child and him asking questions that make sense like getting it enough to ask yeah. questions that make sense versus like just being even more confused about yeah. where he came from
1: that's what- Yeah, that's why I really, for me, I had to keep it real and I didn't use any animals. I needed for the child to relate. So my son can open this book. He knows who Mummy is, he knows who daddy is, and he knows the egg fairy, which is what he calls the donor. But Mm -hmm. everything is real for him. We're we're not talking about animals or anything like that. Right, right. Yeah, so thank you. That's, yeah, I I still read it. It made me cry because it was just like, oh, you know, a sense of obviously achievement in, in what I'd done. But, you know, I know... A lot of people who don't know what to say or how to say it, they can read this book and it's just going to start that conversation. It's going to open up the dialogue. And Jensen, I mean, he's not going around telling everyone because he doesn't understand that as yet, but he understands that he was born or conceived a different way. And that is the only thing that's different about him is his conception. He's still a normal little boy. He still has all the milestones and developmental things that he reaches and mm-hmm. he's just the same little boy that, you know, of, of the 10 other boys that he goes to kinder with. Mm-hmm. The only difference is that he was conceived by another woman's egg. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You know, as you were reading, this is a children's story, a children a children's book written for children. And yet I think that part of the work that I do with women and I call it, you know, embracing plan B, letting go of the fairy tale. Like I use the word fairy tale frequently in reference to what we have to let go in order to embrace this different story that is ours. And the idea of stories and fairy tales and literature, like life being like a storybook is something that even as adults, we don't really let go. Uh, like, we all love the happy ending. We all love, and even the rhyme, I think, is kind of part yeah. of that. And I felt a sense of like, that's me. Like, that's my story. I did mm. feel that way. That's exactly how I felt. And the illustrations yeah. of like being in the doctor's office and It's been so long now for me, the journey of conceiving and all of the IUIs and IVF and, you know, now I'm in the thick of it and it's Elmo and it's like wiping noses and it's, you know, it's easy to forget how tangible all of that wanting and longing was. And so I think Mm. that while it is a story that you've written primarily for the purpose of explaining to children it also is almost like a scrapbook for me. It's like, yeah, that is, that's exactly my story. That's what I went through to get to where I am. And I just, Like I want my copy and then I want his copy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, that was the whole purpose of me writing the book. It had to rhyme because that's my thing. I love rhyming books. But it had to be easy to read for myself and and true to what my story is, but for a small child. And and yes, even though my son is four and a half and he can recite it, and obviously we've only been reading this book to him for a year. he, He really only understands that concept, I would say, this year. So even though we were reading it last year amongst a lot of PJ Masks and Marvel books, he has only really picked it up this year. There's a couple of other books that I do tweak and and read in there, not, not just my book. But when he asks or we're having a conversation, then, you know, that's the open dialogue. It's not a conversation we have every day.
0: Where can people find your book?
1: So they can just buy direct from the website. So the journey to you children's book.com.
0: The you, journey to you children's, book to
1: children's book.com. Yeah, okay. And then they can purchase it from there.
0: And I'll, I'll put that in the show notes too. So people can yeah, perfect. click directly. And then they can find you on Instagram, which is how I found yes. you. And it's the same, yes. right? The journey to you children's yes, book. It's the same. Perfect. All right. So everybody go follow Nat and tell her how great her book is and chat with her and ask her questions. And <laughs> we are just, I'm so happy to have you. As part of kind of an adjacent community. So, you know, not a single mother by choice, but definitely a lot of overlap in our experience. And for you and I, I think especially like our desire to just help women feel less alone. So thank you so much yeah, yeah, for taking a, a chunk of your Sunday to, to talk with me. And I am just so thankful that that you were willing. All Excellent. right. No Have worries. a good day. Thanks, thank, thank you. Care. Bye. See thank you for joining me for this episode of the Single Greatest Choice Podcast. I'm your host, Katie B. You can learn more about me, this podcast, and the Single Greatest Choice coaching at my website, www.singlegreatestchoice.com or find me on Instagram at single underscore greatest underscore choice. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a minute to rate and review in iTunes. That helps more women to find our show. Until next time, I'm sending you all of my love and support as you go about making the choices that will create a life you love.